Thursday night, and we are live. 309 people so far on our various platforms, Facebook, well, Rumble, Black Robe, YouTube, Odyssey, Twitch. Am I missing any, Aaron? What was that? Twitter. 309 people on so far. God bless you. Hope everybody's being, I hope, blah, 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 that everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Hopping right to it tonight. Don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the State of the Union. I always say that. I hope that I can get past this because I want to get to Ukraine. But, and really Nord Stream 2, which is what Ukraine is all about. I want to get that as quickly as I can. But, of course, I can't just skip over the State of the Union. I could spend three hours on it going word for word and saying, well, that's a lie. Well, that's a lie. And then that's a lie. I could do that, but you already know he's lying. So just a couple of things and we'll go over here on the State of the Union. Plus, it's not just about what Joe Biden said. A few observations about the crowd that was there at the State of the Union address. Doug Mastriano video, the worst State of the Union in history. Joe Biden on Social Security. Play it for me. Ever be questioned. So my many, some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it, unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. Folks. Of course, everything that he just said was a complete fallacy. Just a few observations here, because again, we could just go over line for line on the State of the Union. Biden lied on this. Biden lied on that. But one of the things, just going from really top to bottom, con- contact his office. So if you have any questions contact the liars lying office. No, there's not been one, not one bill, not one piece of legislation. He's talking about Rick Scott, Senator from Florida. There's not been one in his bill and his proposed legislative bill is his funding bill has nothing to do with slashing or sunsetting social security at all. You don't need, we don't need to even touch social security and Medicaid to get rid of our $31, $32 trillion debt. All we need to do is get rid of wasteful spending. Is there waste and fraud inside of Social Security? Yes, a little. Is there waste and fraud inside of Medicaid? Yes, a lot. If we get rid of those things, absolutely. But there's just all sorts, whether it's guppy studies or, or sexual habits of shrimp, all those things that are funded every year. We get rid of all of that stuff. We will be just fine and the deficit and the debt will come down. And then here's another thing. When, when a, I get it, you saw it at the beginning of the show. If you talk for a living, you're going to stumble over words. No problem. No problem if you stumble over words, you say a couple ahs, a couple of, you know, you mix up some words. But when you actually mix up a word, 
like conversation and conversion, you ought to be able to notice that. The President of the United States in the 2023 State of the Union address, which was watched by 10 million less than the year before and 20 million yet less than the year before that, the President of the United States of the State of the Union address doesn't understand that he used to use the word conversion instead of conversation. He thinks that everybody's applauding him and laughing at laughing with him as he uses the wrong word. They're laughing at him, not with him. They're not laughing at what he said. They are laughing at him because he uses the, he used the word conversion instead of conversation. No problem with mixing up words, but you ought to know if you're the president of the United States with the nuclear codes, with your finger on the nuclear button, sending billions of dollars to Ukraine that could start World War III at any moment, you ought to know the difference between the word conversion and conversation. Joe Biden does not. And what's so sad about it is Democrats know it. The Goebbels media knows it. If you're going to have a tyrant, you got to have a Goebbels. They know it. But they are so agenda-driven. They would rather have their agenda moved forward than not have it moved forward. They, they would rather have Joe Biden moving their lying, deceitful, globalist, leftist narrative moving forward with, with, a, with a complete disabled man as president than actually speak the truth and say, you know what? This man needs help. He ought not to run again. Can he get through another two years? Not really, not competently. Susan Rice and Ron Klain, which Susan Rice, that's Barack Obama. Ron Klain, who just resigned, it, it will be, you know, in the next couple months, he'll be done. They're the ones who are running this administration, not, not Joe Biden. But the left, they don't care who's running it, no matter how unsafe it is, because all of them, they all think they're immune. What's so funny about the left is they all think that they're immune. They think that they're going to survive a global thermal nuclear war. They, they do. They believe that it, it's just nothing because, see, none of them have actually ever done anything in their lives. If it's the Goebbels media, they went to a liberal arts college where they sat there and they talked about transgender philosophies. They talked about racial ethics, gender ethics. They, they've, never, they've never answered a police call or, or a fire alarm in their life. They never, they've never actually built a business or gone bankrupt while trying to build a business, whatever it is. They've never experienced ups and downs. They don't know life and death. They know nothing. They've never been in the military. They've never been in a military conflict. They just sit there and talk about military transgender rights. That's all they do. So they have no idea what they're even talking about. And they honestly believe that it doesn't matter whether Joe Biden's in office because even if he starts World War III, we'll be just fine because everybody survives in America. Nobody ever dies. It's not true, but that's what they believe. So they would rather have a man who's clearly incapacitated, who doesn't know the difference between the word conversation and conversion, doesn't even try to correct it because he believes it's correct. They would rather have that man with his hand on the nuclear button running this country and even at the threat of World War III and push forward their leftist globalist one world order narrative then actually be saying, you know what, just get, a, get, you know, elect somebody who's actually competent. And I mean mentally competent. I don't mean their policies are competent. They, but they would rather do that. And, it, and here's, the, here's another part. When everybody's talking about, you know, I, I saw this, it's actually a Democrat, Jonathan Turley, who puts out some great legal, legal advice, but he's a leftist. 
Jonathan Turley is right about certain things. He's great on banning and censorship, but he's a leftist. And he's out there saying, well, you know what? You shouldn't have had uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene yelling liar to the president. It's not respectful. Now you're just acting like the left. You know what? When you have somebody who's bold-faced lying, he needs to be called out on the spot. Nobody shouted the president down. Nobody, nobody prohibited, pro, prohibited him from continuing on, on with his speech. Nobody stood up and walked out. Nobody streamed him down. That's what the left does. I mean, have you ever watched a parliamentary session in, in England or Canada? This is politics. Everybody, everyone believes that it's, that it's some sort of attribute to remain stoic. It's not an attribute to remain stoic. You, we, you should be responding to lies. That's the problem with the American church. Really, I, it's not even the American church. It's the worldwide evangelical church. They believe that being passive and being stoic and having the veneer of reasonableness are all attributes. They're not attributes. They're cowardice. You're afraid to actually confront lies. You're, at, you're afraid to call, say that, a tra- that homosexuality is sin. You're afraid to call a transgender man a woman and a transgender woman a man. That's what they are. But you want to remain stoic and have the veneer of reasonableness. Here's how I'll frame it. We need to be civil, but we don't need to be respectful. Respectful of who? Of what what is Joe Biden? What has he ever done in his life? I mean, really, what what is he? He's nothing more than an actor. He's never done anything. He's He's been in the Senate. And vice president, and he had the four years off with Trump when he became a pre, he became a full blown professor at UPenn, although never taught a class and received over nine hundred thousand dollars, where he stored all of his classified compartmental documents at the UPenn Biden Center, bought and paid for by the CCP. But I digress. We don't need to be respectful. Oh, you know what? the honorable so-and-so it's great to have you here in our senate hearing today or our congressional no you know what forget all of that be civil you don't need to be rude or nasty or call anybody names but anger is just fine god is angry at the wicked every day anger is a creation of god he's angry at the wicked every day every day god judges the righteous and god is angry at the wicked every day psalm 711 so it is it is not it is not a sin to be angry. It's not even wrong to be angry. The Bible just tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, in your anger, don't sin. So don't go punch somebody in the face. Don't push anybody. Don't swear. Don't use vulgarities. In your anger, don't sin. But you can be angry. If a man's sitting there and just bold-faced lying, saying that Republicans want to take money from Social Security, want to, want to sunset Social Security. Bullface lies, he needs to be called out on it. So our new term needs to be, no more respect, but yes, civility. And the last thing I'll say about it is just the endless lie of the wealthy paying their fair share. The top 1% in this country, that doesn't include me, pays 90% of all income in this country. We are we're talking about fair share. What, what would that do? So what is the fair share? If they're paying 90% now, what's their fair share? 98%? 99.9%? None of us pay for anything? I can pay taxes. I am no. I think we ought to have a Steve Forbes-style fair tax, flat tax of 15% for everything. Absolutely everything. 15% on everything. Income, 
sales, 15%, everybody. I'm talking richest to the poorest, 15%. That's what I think. That, there, there would be, guess what you would no longer need then? You would no longer need the IRS. You have 15%, that's it. It's done. It's just already added on to everything. It's done. It's over. Gets 15% out of your paycheck, 15% added on to a pack of gum, 15% added on to your house. That's it. You're done. No, there's no discussion. No need for 87,000 IRS agents. But this wealthy paying their fair share is a complete fallacy. First of all, all the wealth is on the left. So why don't they pay their fair share then? Joe Biden's worth $100 million. Why does he? Why is it that you saw that Rick Scott video if you watched the pregame? Why is it that Joe Biden lied and cheated his way out of paying $500,000 in taxes? He could have paid them. I've known that for a long time. I've talked about it on this show before. Why is that? Why were, why were they so, why was the left so upset with Donald Trump when he took away the federal tax laws? What the, it's very easy because this applied to blue states. What blue states were playing was a little shell game. That their, that their state taxes counted against their federal income. So if you were really rich and you lived in a blue state like Illinois or California or New York, then you had to pay an exorbitant amount of taxes because you pay county tax, city tax, sales tax, whatever, a myriad of taxes, that you could write that off to your federal income tax. Trump said, no, doesn't count anymore. Why, why, why would they not want to pay their federal income tax? Why, would, why, would, why don't they want to pay twice if they believe in paying for their fair share? You're like, well, Tom, that's just the way the legislation is in the moment. Nothing stops you from sending more in. There's nothing that's, you can simply write a check and say, you know what, cash to the federal government just because I love you, Washington, D.C. You can do that anytime, you, I'm telling you, you can do it right now. All of us right now, we go write a check right now to Washington, D.C. They're not sending it back. Go ahead. Nothing, nothing stops you from doing it. So why does Joe Biden get himself out of, weasel his way out of paying 500000 He's rich. Why does he want to pay his fair share? I don't understand it. And just so everybody knows, you can confiscate 30, where it will be $32 trillion in debt midway through this year. $32 trillion. In 2000, we were $1 trillion in debt. Not even. Just under $1 trillion in debt in 2000. So here we are in 2023, just 23 years later. Here we are, almost $32 trillion in debt. And a big chunk of that was, was, a big chunk of that was Trump. Well, it all was Trump, Obama, and Bush. Bush for eight years. Obama for eight years. Trump for four years and now Biden for two years, almost $32 trillion in debt. So we're $32 trillion in debt. If you confiscated all of Warren Buffett's money, Bill Gates's money, Elon Musk's money, think about, I can't think, can you guys think of any other rich people? Who else? Jeff Bezos's money. And there's been a great increase in billionaires since Joe Biden has took office because that's part of the globalist plan. Well, I'm not going to digress to that right now. We'll do that in a minute. But if you confiscated all their money right now, confiscate it. So if you confiscate it, it's like eating your seed. So the seed will no longer produce anything anymore. So you just confiscate all of their wealth. It's worth $4 trillion. Four out of 32 trillion, one eighth. And none of that would produce any more tax dollars. So you'd have a lot less tax dollars coming in because all their businesses would be closed. So all this, it's just all lies. It's all just bold faced lies coming from the president of the United States. And do, do politicians lie? They do. A lot of them do, but Joe Biden's are unfettered. Absolutely unfettered lies. People, people don't check. People have no, I mean, it's amazing what the man gets away with. All right, let me move on. Red Voice, Red Voice Media, Heckler 
tells Biden, this is on the, the southern border and fentanyl deaths. Play for me, Will. We're with you. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. Big, you got it. It's your fault. He's talking about 70,000 per year. It's way more than that. It's, we had 2021 was 107,000. We don't know how many it is right now. We have, we have absolutely no idea. That, that, there's Joe Biden's response, that little weasel, stupid smile. I hate it. See if you can run the video, Aaron, right when he does it, and I'll try to yap on it. Just, just do your best. Don't worry about it if you can't. But it's Joe Biden's. This is all on Joe Biden. 107,000 fentanyl deaths. And what, who he was talking to in the crowd was the father of a man who died of a fentanyl overdose. And he's talking about this as if it's, it's, this is amazing. It's amazing that he does that, that he is not held to account for this. And here it comes there. There it is. See that thing. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's, yeah, that's perfect right there. Aaron. That, that, I mean, it's, it really is like demonic. It really is. First of all, you're talking in the midst of talking about, why would you smile like that? You're in the midst of talking about people overdosing to the point of death, people dying of overdoses from the drugs that you are allowing to pour over the southern southern border, people yell out to you, it's your fault. And that's your response? That would not be my response. Because you know why he's smiling? Because he knows it's true. He knows that there is no way, there is no way to defend his position. Every single month is a world record crossing a border. And a lot of you are thinking, Tom, you talk about this stuff, and I never see any results, but yet, yet, 250,000 people are crossing the border. And remember, those are the ones who are documented. They're the ones that go through Biden's various programs, and now he's, he's doing the Potomac two-step, and he's, he's reorchestrating things at the border so that they're no longer counted. It's what they always do. It's, their little, it's, their, it's the same thing they do every time when they say they're cutting spending. They never cut spending. They cut the rate of increase of spending. It still increased, instead of increasing 50%, it increased 49.9%, and they call it a, a budget cut. That, that, that's how D.C. works. Right now what he's doing is he's actually, he's actually having all these illegals go to ports of entry inside of Mexico where then they are loaded on buses and taken across the border, never touching the CBP so it doesn't fall into CBT, CBP statistics. Customs and Border Patrol doesn't fall into their statistical data anymore. So you'll see them come out and say, we have really cut the amount of legal entries into the country because they're deeming them legal because they forced them to the port of entries inside of Mexico. You're like, that sounds like Trump's state remain in Mexico policy. It is, except for this. Trump, they went to the port of entries inside of Mexico and got kicked back to Costa Rica, Venezuela, and wherever they came from. Then Biden has just basically walked through the building, get a court date, get on a bus and then, and then be bused to wherever they take them. And that's why I say to you, and wherever that is, I don't know. That's why I say it's going to touch you. 250,000 people a month documented. And by the, by the way, it's five times that many. It's up to five times that many according to CBP statistics. Five, up to five, one to five times. So at minimum, it's 500,000 a month. And at maximum, it's 750,000 uh, would be three times as much. It would be a million, four times, 1.2 million. 
is it really what could be crossing the border right now every month you don't think that's happening because these are just the ones that they caught and what are they carrying and i'll show you this in a minute they're carrying both fentanyl and prostitutes six seven eight nine ten year old 13 15 year old girls and in the same cargo this man with that grin on his face face he honors the father of a boy who died of a fentanyl overdose that he caused did you ever had you even heard the word fentanyl until 2021 i hadn't i'm just being honest now why are we here because statistically speaking were there fentanyl deaths before of course there was but nowhere near 107,000 a year twice as many people the number one cause of death in america for for basically kids and a very you know young adults is fentanyl not not covid the vax will catch up with it vax is coming vax is coming strong but he this is absolute unfettered galactic hypocrisy but again it's not hypocrisy it's hierarchical hypocrisy because he'll never be held to count this is very easy this very easy to attribute fault in this case but the media will never do it so that's why you and i here will do it all right so let's go to the next one is it rep is rep matt gates is that it all right here it is this is this is what i was going to tell you here's what's coming across the border play for me will my question is about the business structure of the sinaloa cartel still remains the largest and most powerful cartel to my knowledge does heritage or does afpi give thought to the moment in time when sinaloa is going to actually make more money moving people than moving drugs how does how does that work yeah so right now that's a great question so uh just on moving people alone from it was a 500 million dollar annual uh um business profit for the cartels and right now it's 13 billion just that's a it's it's that's really quite a deal of business growth. Yeah, just people, not even talking about the drugs. The, the challenge now is because they've become so powerful and so lucrative and they have so much oper- operational control of our border and they change their, we call them TTPs, ta- uh, tactics, techniques, and procedures. Now they're doing a lot more mixed loads. So they're smuggling drugs and people. Uh, so now their, their profits just exponentially increasing because the border's wide open and they have free reign. So now they're able to do mixed loads because you don't need to be covert. If it's a wide open border, you don't need to be covert. You just come across with giant backpacks, trucks, cars, and people full of fentanyl. Because the border is wide open. And then you have Joe Biden at the State of the Union address bringing in a father and saying, we're with you. We're with you. How are, how are you with him exactly except using the word with? You, with means nothing if there's nothing attached to it. There's no action attached to it. Faith, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. The word with, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. So you have, met the, you have Joe Boy, Biden at the State of the Union. We're, real, we're with you, father of son, who died of fentanyl overdose. You know, fentanyl that I am allowing every day to cross the southern border. Made in China, by the way, again. Well, why, doesn't he, why doesn't he stop fentanyl? For the exact same reason, he didn't stop the balloon. He's being extorted from China. He's being extorted from Zelensky. You will not talk, Joe Biden. You will do what we tell you to do. You'll get to live out your life in your in your Delaware, Wilmington, full of compartmented, classified document mansion. 
You'll be able to do all that. Just keep your big yapper shut or we're going to expose you. He's being extorted by the CCP and extorted by Voldemar Zelensky. So he keeps his mouth shut at command. You will, anybody who believes, by the way, it's now been determined that that balloon that was flying across had a rudder system and a guidance system. It was being driven. It wasn't floating. It was being driven, and they knew about it at minimum at the Aleutian Islands. Easy to shoot down. It had a rudder system. It was being driven. It had a navigation and rudder system. That's an absolute fact. And it's funny how it worked out, isn't it? That it flew over our nuclear installations. That's just uh, That was just the wind. That was just the wind. But back to this, uh, what's going across the southern border. And again, all this fentanyl is coming from China. They're making billions off of it. So what's the statistics? Prior to Joe Biden, about $500 million was being made annually, yearly, in human trafficking. A lot of money. That's not good. Not good. However, Donald Trump, for all intents and purposes, shut down the border. I'm no Trump sycophant. He runs against any Democrat. I'm voting for him. Did some great things. Most of what he did was great. This is one of the great things that he did. Needs to keep his mouth shut about DeSantis. It's absolutely useless, that back and forth. And all of you that are fighting back and forth on Twitter about that, you're doing exactly what the left wants you to do. So let him fight him out in the primary. If DeSantis actually decides to run, fight out in the primary. Let him, let him. I would love to see a Trump-DeSantis debate, wouldn't you? It's ridiculous what's happening. DeSantis is looking at me. Every time Trump opens his mouth against DeSantis, it makes DeSantis look better. It's ridiculous. But anyway, so... Prior to Joe Biden taking office under the, under the Trump administration, at the height of it, there's $500 million being made. 500 mil with an M. $500 million with an M being made annually in human trafficking. In other words, taking underage and of age, of age and underage children, and then farming them out into brothels, into, into, into sexual slavery, into prostitution. $500 million being made per year that's men that's boys and girls being farmed out into prostitution now there's just been a slight uptick since then slight uptick since biden took office slight it went from 500 million when biden took office 500 million per year in sex trafficking funds being made to now 13 billion two years since since biden took office murder is up 25 percent felonious felonies are up 40 percent in our country sex trafficking from the cartels is up in, in such a high such a high volume i don't even know how to enumerate it for 500 million per year the the cartels used to that used to make the Sinaloa cartel from 500 million to now 13 billion in just over two years. That's quite the accomplishment for Joe Biden. He's got us on the cusp of a nuclear war. We, and, and just so what, what he says from the State Union is that the economy's doing so great. Um, Disney is now, it's funny because they're all in the same bracket as far as numbers. Disney's now uh, cutting billions out of their budget because they're losing that much. And now they're cutting 6,000 employees. So Joe Biden continues to set records every day. Right, let's go to the next one. Jordan, uh, no, Daily Mail. That we're at. Okay, Daily Mail. Just want to show you this is what's going on at the border. If Joe Biden's going to talk about the border, let's talk about the border. Horror moment, dad of two, California doctor, 58, cycling on Pacific Coast Highway, 
is mowed down by Lexus and then stabbed to death by the driver, a former accountant making white privilege slurs who is restrained by shock by shocked bystanders, also an illegal immigrant. Just letting you know. That's what's really happening in America. Let's go to the next one, Will. Jordan Shocktel tweet. I just had to do this, and this is, I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is just for my personal entertainment. Really, it really is, because I can't stand this man. This is one stupid, ignoramus, self-serving, self-aggrandizing buffoon. Mark Milley is an idiot. He just plays the role. I mean, he just absolutely plays the role of being some sort of military leader. He's an idiot. Look at our military. Look at where we're at. I used to take such great comfort in our military. I used to play a video on the podcast of one of our soldiers talking to us. But look at the state of our military. And listen, I'm not, I'm not really sparing anybody. People in the military should have stood up and said, I'm not taking an illegal vaccination. Is that FDA approved or is it not? Before you actually jam a metal rod full of a fluid into your bloodstream that's going to alter your genes forever, you might want to ask, is that FDA approved? Not that the FDA means anything, but it's a contractual obligation that the military has to you and that you have to the military. You might want to ask because you didn't receive an approved vaccination. So I just, right now, you're always like, what, who do you trust the most? You know, who? I don't even know anymore. I mean, local sheriffs, maybe. You can't say pastors. That's, that's not, I mean, you'd be thinking I, I would, I would espouse pastors. You can't trust them either. They all close. They all mask. They all vax hoard. They're all calling men, women, and women, men. They're all starting to say that homosexuality isn't a sin when every single homosexual who does not turn from their sin is going to burn in hell for all of eternity, just like every liar and every fornicator and every cheat and every idolater. I mean, it's, it's no different. I, I just can't stand these phony people. I really can't. Just be what you are. But here's Mark Milley can some, from Jordan Choctaw tweet. Can someone explain to me how a man who never served in combat, how do you avoid that? He looks like he should be in the age of somewhere around uh, Desert Storm. I mean, back in the 90s, Bush, George W. Bush, somewhere in there, never served in combat, never won a war. Has this, I'm going to reread it because I screwed it all up. Can someone explain to me how a man who never served in combat and never won a war has this many medals on his uniform? It's actually ribbons and medals, but mainly he's talking about that ribbon array. I don't know. So I decided to come up with my list of possible medals that he could have possibly won. So I, I, want, to, I want to show you. So let's look at what Mark Milley stands for. Let's play the first video and wokeness video. Mark Milley, China. Play it for me. As you alluded to in the previous question, uh, China's not an enemy. Uh, and I think that's important for people to clearly understand. Uh, China is a rising power. Uh, China has been a rising power t- since uh, Deng Xiaoping in 79, and they've been clicking off at 10% growth for you know, almost 30 years, and they dropped down to about 7% last year or two, and they'll probably drop again you know, and come into the range of normalcy and 3 to 5% growth. But that's still significant economic growth. And there's been a really large historic change from a North Atlantic-based global economy to now it's proceeding to be a North Pacific based global economy. So uh, with respect to China, um, what normally happens historically, it's not in all cases, but in most cases, where you have economic growth of that magnitude typically follows 
military power. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a, <clears throat> a significant increase in, in uh, Chinese military uh, capabilities over the last uh, 10 to 20 years. Uh, and uh, they are going to develop themselves and are developing themselves uh, into a great power. That is not to say, however, that they are an enemy. So uh, there it is. That's not to say that they're an enemy. So some of those ribbons that he has on, I'm thinking, is it lack of forethought? Is that a ribbon? Um, is one of them China butt kissing? Do you get a ribbon for that? I'll have to ask Will in the military. Is there a China butt kissing ribbon that you get a medal for China butt kissing? Lack of forethought, lack of vision, sitting there and saying that China is, is exponentially growing their Navy, Air Force, Army, and their version of the Marines. And by the way, training in the winter in, in Canada, right across the border from you. Do you get, do you get, do you get a medal for galactic ignorance? And not even ignorance. Ignorance is, is a compliment. No, it's probably you get ignorance first as a ribbon. So one of his ribbons is ignorance. And then the next one has to be galactic stupidity because that's being purposefully ignorant. So, so, that's the, so there's a few possibilities. So here's another YouTube video. Here's an exchange between Matt Gates and, and Millie. And let's see if we can find a few more, few more ribbons to identify. Play it for me. Recognized. February 26, 2020, House Armed Services Committee, General Mark Milley. We know we're not going to defeat the Taliban militarily, and they're not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily. You really blew that call, didn't you, General? I believe that that was an issue of strategic stalemate, and that if we had remained in Afghanistan, uh, with the advisory levels of effort than the government of Afghanistan. Well, that's, that's an interesting Afghan answer to a question. Forces. It's just not one I asked. You spent more time with Bob Woodward on this book than you spent analyzing the very likely prospect that the Afghanistan government was going to fall immediately to the Taliban, didn't you? Not even close, Congressman. Oh, really? Because you said right after Kabul fell that no one could have anticipated the immediate fall of the Ghani government. When did you become aware that Joe Biden tried to get Ghani to lie about the conditions in Afghanistan? He did that in July. Did you know that right away? I'm not aware of what President Biden You're not aware of the phone call that Biden had with Ghani where he said, whether it is true or not, we want you to go out there and paint a rosy picture of what's going on in Afghanistan. You're the chief military advisor to the president. You said that the Taliban was not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily, which, by the way, they cut through him like a hot knife through butter. And then the president tries to get Ghani to lie. When did you become aware of that attempt? Well, there's two things there, Congressman, if, if I may. One is what I said was the situation was stalemate. And if we kept advisors with there, the government of Afghanistan and the army would have still been there that's what i said whether that's right or wrong i don't know but it seems wrong now with well the we withdrew all the we withdrew all the austin secretary oh you know general mill you kind of gave up the game earlier when you said you wanted to address elements of your personal conduct that were in question we're not questioning your personal conduct we're questioning in your official capacity going and undermining the chain of command, which is obviously what you did. You, you've created this whole chain of communication narrative. Did not undermine the chain of command in, in yeah, the manner did. they did. You absolutely did. And it, did not. Well, you know what? You said yesterday that you weren't going to resign when senators asked you this question. And I believe that you guys probably won't resign. You seem to be very happy failing up over there. But if we didn't have a president that was so addled you all would be fired.
because that is what you deserve. You have let down the people who wear the uniform in my district and all around this country, and you're far more interested in what your perception is and how people think about you in insider Washington books than you care about winning, Gentleman's which this time group has seems expired. incapable of doing. If you're wondering why I'm even talking about that, that was a picture from Mark Milley at the State of the Union. Now I have my producer Aaron freeze frame this for me because let's try to figure out because Jordan Schachtel asked, how is somebody who's never been in combat in his life, never won a war, man's done nothing but actually govern or uh, command absolute failure in all areas. He's the, he's the general of the joint, the joint chiefs of staff. He's done nothing but oversee galactic failure. We know that. So I'm wondering, does he, does he get a medal for surrendering Bagram Air Force Base? Why, why, why do we not still have Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan? Who's going to take it? The Afghan army? I mean, a lot of that $86 billion worth of equipment that Joe Biden gave the Afghan army, which is now called the PLA, the, the People's Liberation Army, that's part of that $86 billion worth of military, United States military equipment. A lot of that was at Bagram's Air Force Base. So does he get a medal for surrendering a base? There's no need to ever surrender, which by the way, that base, it, you can't conquer it unless through air power. So nobody could ever get, it's in the middle of nowhere. But strategically, it's invaluable. It's right on the border of China. So this idiot right here surrenders it for no reason. Who's going to take it? The Afghan army? Uh, the Taliban? The Afghan army? Now, now the, the, I'm not talking about the Afghan army that we deserted and left and caused thousands upon thousands of them, their wives and their children, to be tortured to death and shot in the streets because this man decided. What else did he decide to do? Let's pull the military out of Afghanistan before we actually actually evacuate all the civilians that have helped us for the last 20 years. All the translators, all the spies, all, all the, the food servants, whatever it may be, let's pull every, all the military, and then what does he do? And then he oversees, send them to the military back. Him and McKenzie and Lloyd Austin. What a bunch of buffoons, the three stooges. You're like, Tom, why are you so excited about it? Because here's another thing you could win, one of these medals could stand for. Maybe 13 of those medals are for the 13 military service men and women he caused to be bombed to death at the Abbey Gate. At the, Har at the Har Harmit Kazai Airport, which, by the way, the Taliban offered to him, which he turned down as the general of the Joint, joint Chiefs of Staff. So the Afghan, I mean, the, the Taliban who had overrun the country, which is another one of his military ribbons should be for wrong predictions or galactically stupid predictions that somehow the Afghan army was going to be able to fend off the Taliban. That was never going to happen. So the Taliban says, you know what? We don't want any trouble. They didn't want to be bombed. So they said, you know what? We're going to, well, you can have. Karzai Airport, just take it. Remember all the all the video footage that you saw of the people. Another another ribbon is it? Does he get a ribbon for each person holding on to the wheel of a C-130 falling from a thousand feet, trying to escape Afghanistan because he deserted them? Does he get a ribbon for that? I'm just curious. So the so the Af, the Afghanistan the 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 Taliban says take it. They don't want to be bombed. They, want it, they don't want to have the scene that they saw at the airport. They don't want it anymore, not because they care about human life. They don't want to get bombed. So he, does, he goes, no, we're, we, don't, we won't take it. So all of that area could have been secured. 
There never needed to be a Unabomber at the Abbey Gate to kill 13 American soldiers. But this idiot right here said, no, thank you. We don't want to secure it. And he knew 12 hours in advance, along with Lloyd Austin and CENTCOM Commander McKenzie, that a bomber was coming 12 hours prior to the bomb going off and did absolutely nothing. That's who this man is. What do you get a ribbon for? Just complete obfuscation of responsibility? A galactic incompetence? Is that one of the medals? How about, how about his drone strike right after uh, the deaths at the Abbey Gate? So you have 13 innocents get killed at the Abbey Gate because of this idiot's galactic incompetence. And then what does he do? He arms the drone and then goes and bombs a family, killing 10. Seven of them were children for carrying what? Water. And then he lies, probably under oath. Then he lies and says, you know what? It was weird. There was so much, because well, he was asked by the media, what is, all this, what is all this collateral damage around this house? And he goes, and he says this, as if it's fact. Well, that's because when, when our armaments struck the vehicle, there was so much explosives inside the vehicle that it caused all this uh, collateral damage. And, wrong. They're carrying water bottles. It was our own explosions. It was our own armaments, armaments that did it. This idiot. How do you get ribbons? Because as Matt Gates said, you know what, you guys are really busy failing up. Here's another possibility. YouTube video, General Mark Milley defends. Play it for me. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. So he wants to understand white rage. I guess that's a ribbon. That's who's in charge of the military. He wants to understand white rage. And then he goes on to say, I've read Karl Marx. So I just put together a list here. So incompetence, that must be a ribbon. Believing in the Afghan army, that must be a ribbon. Surrendering Bagram, that must be a ribbon. Killing 13 American soldiers, that must be a ribbon. He called China while Trump was still president and ensured China that he was, they were not going to be attacked and never told Donald Trump. So one of those ribbons must be treason, right? Is that treason to subvert the chain of command and call your enemy? Which, oh wait, he doesn't call China an enemy because he's a stupid idiot, which must be another one of his, of his ribbons, idiocy. I mean, that's who these people are. I just, and they're like, what does that have to do with the State of the Union? I don't know, he was there. He was there, I saw the pick, I couldn't resist it. All right, where are we at, Will? Red, red voice, media? All right, Biden, claim, oh, this is a classic. Here's, here's, here's Biden's oil claim, play it for me. And when I talk to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed. <laughs> and beyond that, we're going to need it. We're going to need oil for 10 more years? Well, I mean, how stupid can you? This is the president of the United States who drives around in a 50, Aaron and I counted it, a 50, a 50 uh, car, really SUV, as Al Gore would say it, motorcade. And we're only going to need uh, fossil fuels for the next 10 years? This is the president of the United States. Unbelievable. I, I, I could get into fossil fuels, but I'm not going to do it yet. All right, Dr. Eli David tweet. I decided to show you this. These are the people at the State of the Union. Bernie Sanders yesterday, this is yesterday, so this was two, uh, yeah, it's day the 8th or the 9th. All right, so this is at, so the State of the Union was on. Oh, the State of the Union was the seventh, right? Or was it the eighth? I can't remember. But anyway, this is the this is the night of the State of the Union. Bernie Sanders yesterday, State of the Union day. He is five times vaccinated. He's received his fifth. 
bivalent booster, five times vaccinated and boosted. Even he doesn't believe his vaccines work. There he is, still masked. He's still masked. That's Bernie Sanders. So if you think it's ever going to end, you've lost your mind. It doesn't end until you end it. That's the way. I don't mean Facebook. I don't mean anything violent. I mean, if you simply don't comply, it's over. If 300 million Americans don't comply, it's over. But Bernie Sanders is still leading the way in compliance. But here's an interesting thing. This is Stu Peters' video. And and, and Stu Peters is saying, you know, he goes, you know, times are crazy when Bernie Sanders is actually correct. Here's a here's a video of Bernie Sanders actually being correct. Play for me. In terms of Moderna, here's the story. This vaccine was discovered in partnership with the NIH, with a government agency supported by the taxpayers of this country. In addition, the government put one point nine billion dollars into research and development for Moderna and then guaranteed Moderna billions of dollars in sales. And then as a thank you to the taxpayers of this country, what Moderna says is after we deplete the government supply of free vaccines, they're going to quadruple the price of that vaccine. And meanwhile, they're going to charge whatever it is, 110 bucks a vaccine. It costs them about $2 to produce that vaccine. And then on top of all of that, in the last few years, since this vaccine has been on the market, you got the CEO of the company making billions of dollars, becoming a multi-billionaire, as well as other executives. So the taxpayers of this country who put money into the vaccine in order to protect the health and lives of the American people are now creating billionaires in an industry, in a company, that it's going to quadruple prices for the American people. That is outrageous. That is unacceptable. And we've got to do something about that. The CEO... You can bring it back to me. So anyway, I just... With this real quick, Bernie just found his lane. Now, we're not giving Bernie any sort of compliment here. He's found his lane because he likes to complain about the abuses of big business. That's what he's complaining about, that people are being sold a vaccine for $130 that costs $2 to make. And he's also saying, which is where he's really correct, was that Moderna was in partnership with the NIH. They, they're not just in partnership. They're one in the same. They're, they share scientists. They share royalties. That's why... Under oath, Anthony Fauci refused to answer Rand Paul's questions about royalties to him, Moderna, and the scientists that Moderna and the NIH share. Also, he's saying, and he, he fails to hold the Senate accountable. He fails to hold the House of Representatives accountable. But he says all of these tax dollars go to the making of these vaccines, the developing of these vaccines. And then, so all these tax dollars Go to the go to go to the developing of these vaccines. So we pay to do, we pay to develop them. Then all then the people who are sending your tax dollars, our representatives, not our rulers, our representatives who are sending our tax dollars own stock in the companies that they are sending our tax dollars to, so that those so that those companies that they own stock in put out a greater dividend for them personally. Did everybody catch that? That that that's one of the things I think that he's saying. Of course, of course, it made more billionaires. He doesn't like that, even though he's a multi-millionaire, three-house Bernie himself. He switched from he used to always rip millionaires, and now he switched to billionaires. But the problem is, is that we have seventy-five members of Congress who own Pfizer stock, who then mandate you take the product that they own. That's the problem. He should have addressed that, but he won't. Because he's not going to rock the boat because he's a, he's, he's a spineless little 
agenda-driven guy who's just going to, you know what, here's my lane. I can score some political points here. I look like a man of the people, even though I'm a three, even though I'm three house Bernie and I'm a multimillionaire myself. So, but he is right about some things. And you know, when somebody says something right, we need to highlight it. You shouldn't be able to mandate a vaccine that you are personally profiting from. You shouldn't be, and again, that's, you think about how insidious this is. You own stock in the company. There's no risk to you at all. You send other people's money to that company to develop a vaccine that you will mandate and then profit off of. That's what has happened here, both at the NIH level, the congressional level, and the Senate level. Anthony Fauci is mandating vaccinations and receiving the royalties off of the sales of the vaccines that he mandates. It can't be that simplistic, Tom. It is. The love of money is the root of all evil. Understand that. Orlando Sentinel tweet. Just want to show you the State of the Union since we're going to talk about it. Disney's Iger reveals 7,000 layoffs and restructuring move at Disney. Here's what they're doing. They're doing a $5.5 billion cut as 2.1 million people no longer subscribe to Disney streaming services, which, by the way, is the first drop they've ever had. So good job, everybody. Keep cutting Disney. All they are is a bunch of groomers. Paul Sperry tweet, developing White House insists. Here's, here's what, this is what Joe Biden Joe Biden is busy doing while we're on the cusp of World War III. White House insists president not coordinating Hunter's legal defense, but mortgage records show Joe and Jill Biden, who are multimillionaires, why they have to take out a second mortgage, I'll never know. Joe, and because they're so cheap, Joe and Jill Biden took out $250,000, I don't know what H-E-L-O-C stands for, after, what is that, you guys know? Oh, Aaron's looking up for me. After the GOP won control of the house, they took out a loan, is what they took out. $200,000 loan after GOP won control. So they weren't taking out this loan until the GOP took control of the house. Then they took out this loan. After the GOP won control of the house and subpoena power to investigate their sons, their son who's high, hired high-priced D.C. lawyers, Abby Lowell, Chris, uh, Chris Clark, and Josh Levy. So but what Joe Biden and Joe Biden are doing are taking a second mortgage out in their house, but they're worth millions. I don't know why they're doing it, but they are. To actually, there you go, HELOC stands for is a line of credit secured by your home that gives you a revolving credit line so they can just keep pulling more, pulling more and more money to defend Hunter Biden against congressional investigations. That's what the president's on about doing. But to his credit, at least it's not taxpayer dollars. So it's different than all the money that went to all the Pfizer stock owners who took your taxpayer dollars, sent it to Pfizer, and then mandated the vaccines so that they would personally profit off of them. That would be 75 members of Congress. Right, let's go to the next one. I don't even know where. I oh, just wanted to show you. Here's everybody wearing Ukraine flags. Of course, one of them is Mitch McConnell. Then you got Pete Buttigieg. I don't know who the three ladies are. So those, you got all these members of Congress and staffers wearing uh, Ukraine flags. Let's find the American flags in the picture, shall we? I think I see one in the top left. I think she might be wearing an American flag up there. Although you have to be careful identifying anything as an American flag because it kind of can look like, if you don't see the right angle, the 2030 Agenda 2030 flag, which looks like a giant circular rainbow, which is the truth, by the way. Watch for those things because they are the new, they're the 2023 swastika. So let's move on. Let's look at this now. Since I just broke, just use that as a segue to enter into Ukraine. Now, what is Ukraine all about? Now, I know that I'm preaching to the choir right now that most of the people that are watching this podcast 
know that the Ukraine war is not really a war. Are people dying? Yes. Why are they dying? That's what we need to find out. Why exactly is this war happening? Who's benefiting from it? That's what you always need to look at. Who is actually benefiting from this war? Because there are people benefiting directly. So here's this was a great piece. I'm going to play you two segments back to back from Tucker Carlson, and then we're going to break it down. Hopefully you saw this already. If you did, we cut it into two, one, uh, basically two, two-minute segments. Play it for me, Will. New one at the State Department, the number two of the State Department, and Joe Biden threatened to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. Watch. I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But, but how, will you, how will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So then the pipelines actually blew up. These are the pipelines that bring natural gas from Eastern Europe to Western Europe to keep the European economy going. And they exploded, causing the single largest human-caused environmental disaster in all of history. And again, setting Europe on the road to actual poverty. So it was an unpopular event, and Joe Biden denied any responsibility. In fact, he blamed Russia. Joe Biden and his whole administration told us that somehow Russia, for reasons they never made clear, just because they're evil, had sabotaged their own energy pipeline. Watch this. It was a, a deliberate act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pumping out disinformation and lies. So that was in September, and it was obvious from the very first day, well, that's not true. It's not that Vladimir Putin is too good a person to blow up Nord Stream, but like, why would he? It only hurts him. And by the way, it really hurts Western Europe. But a lot of media outlets repeated that lie dutifully. That's what they do and attacked us as Putin stooges for having questions about it. Well, we know a lot more now. There have been a number of official investigations of what happened, and not one has found any evidence of Russian involvement. And now we have the actual answer to what happened. Oh, the Biden administration did it. For real. Investigative reporter Seymour Hersh, who's been around for more than 50 years, just wrote a piece on Substack that includes this, quote, Last June, the Navy divers, U.S. Navy divers, operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Ball Tops 22, planted remotely triggered explosives that three months later destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning. Tucker, this is a case where you have the motive. Uh, the U.S. has long been trying to stop the Nord Stream 2 because, as Cy Hirsch's story points out, uh, the U.S. has recognized that if Nord Stream 2 goes online, that will make it a lot more difficult for the U.S. to wage a proxy war against Russia because Germany will not want to be on board with cutting off its source of cheap energy. So the U.S. found an answer to that problem. They blew it up. And it's interesting. Hirsch reports that the planning for this operation began in late 2021. And that's when Russian forces were massing on the border of Ukraine and there was a threat of the invasion. But something else happened. Russia, in that same month of December 2021, when planning was underway at the White House to blow up Nord Stream 2, Russia also submitted draft treaties to the U.S. and NATO. 
laying out detailed proposals for the U.S. NATO to resolve their issues, to roll back NATO military infrastructure in states surrounding Russia. Now, we know what happened to that because the U.S. rejected it. wouldn't even discuss the core issue of Ukraine not joining NATO. Instead, the U.S. chose to basically let the Russian invasion happen. And then when that happened, proceeded to engage in this operation to blow up Nord Stream 2. And they've made no secret about their embrace of this. Uh, the day after the Nord Stream 2 was sabotaged, Antony Blinken declared that this was a tremendous strategic opportunity. And most recently, you've covered this, Victoria Nuland testified in Congress that she is grateful, along with the White House, that the Nord Stream 2 is now a hulk of metal at the bottom of the sea. So very quickly on this. So you have both Victoria Nuland, who's the chief advisor to the president, specifically on Ukraine, Victoria Nuland, also collusion hoaxer, also Zelensky Trump phone call impeachment hoaxer. That's who Victoria Nuland is, an absolute D.C. prostitute whore. That's who she is. Will say anything and do anything to remain in the cocktail circuit in D.C. They both say, if if Putin invades if, if Putin invades Ukraine, that the Nord Stream pipeline will no longer exist. Nord, Nord Stream pipeline, very simply, pipeline that actually goes around Ukraine so that Russia didn't have to work with Ukraine to get oil directly to Germany. So it runs from Russia, Russia to Germany without having to go through Ukraine because they didn't want to have to negotiate with Ukraine. Fine. So both Victoria Nuland and Joe Biden say, if Putin invades Ukraine, there will be no more Nord Stream pipeline. Why would there, how would that? How would there be no more Nord Stream pipeline outside of destroying the Nord Stream pipeline, of which Newland specifically said that if Russia invades Ukraine, the Nord Stream pipeline will be a hunk of metal in the bottom of the ocean. Quote. So then they say that Russia blew up their own pipeline. There's only two militaries in that area that have the ability to blow up that pipeline. Only two. China can't do it yet. England's way too inept. Germans can't do it. Only the Russians can do it. And only the Americans would do it. How would it benefit Russia to blow up their own pipeline? In any way, shape, or form. If anything, if they wanted to shut off billions of dollars a month they're making from Germany, again, why would they ever do that? Germany didn't stop taking Russian oil until they couldn't take any more Russian oil through the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. So why would Russia blow up their own pipeline? This is, the, this is what I'm talking about. You have, you have Joe Biden lies. Usually lies have a veneer of truth, have an essence of truth. They're not tethered to any measure of logic or truth. Why would Russia blow up their own pipeline? They can just do it, turn it off. And it doesn't just blow up naturally, by the way. So there's only two militaries that can do it. Russia and the United States. Russia wouldn't blow up their own military. So what's being espoused here by the, it's not Tucker Carlson. I can't remember the person who wrote the article. I should have had that for you because we all need to read it. Aaron, see if you can dig around. See who wrote the article about the American military destroying the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. He's, he's not, he's no right winger. Not at all. Can't stand Republicans or Democrats, equal opportunity hater. That's the, that's, it wasn't either guy on the Tucker Carlson show. They were just reporting on, on the report, on the article. So it had to be the Americans. Only, and, and by the way, what they did was they did an end game around, 
around around SOCOM in a gang of eight. Whenever you do a special operations uh, mission of any kind, SOCOM mission, you have to report it to Congress. So if you use the SEALs, you use the Green Berets, you use special ops in any way, shape, or form, it has to go to Congress in the gang of eight. So what they did was they didn't use special ops. They used Navy divers. There you go. Seymour Hirsch. Good job, Aaron. Seymour Hirsch. That's who wrote the article. I want to give credit where credit is due. Read the article. Seymour Hirsch wrote this article. He is no right winger. And, and his sources are impeccable on this. So they did an end game around congressional. They, they said it was they're out doing a training op. And they didn't have and they didn't use they didn't use the SEALs. They used Navy divers. So that's how they end gamed around accountability, like they always do. And when you, just, you notice when when Biden came out in September of 2022. Listen, I've, I've done a lot of uh, investigations, not heavy tier stuff. I was never a homicide investigator or anything like that. Just street level stuff. I was a cop, uh, 1992, 2017, 25 years, a cop, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, right here where I'm sitting. And I've done a lot of investigations and I can tell when people are lying. Joe Biden comes out and he hangs his head low, hangs his head low and says the Russians did it. Another angle of this, there's many angles, many tributaries to this river that are all actually still heading towards, here it comes, first time I've said it tonight, to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyrants or a tyrannical government. That's the point of it all. It's the point of Ukraine. It's the point of everything you're seeing. But a small tributary to that river is, if Germany receives copious amounts of gas and oil from Russia, natural gas and oil through the Nord Stream pipeline. And this is the Nord Stream 2. Who's left out of that for Germany? Germany is a huge country. Huge. They, they've, they've chosen to remain spineless and militarily useless, but they're a huge advanced uh, culture and country, and even militarily and scientifically, but just don't have, don't have the numbers. Who loses out if that pipeline is destroyed. He's thinking Germany. Well, yeah, it's actually the United States because we sell Germany natural gas. So if that pipeline is destroyed, then Joe Biden doesn't lose as much as in his economy because he knows he's going to lose because he wants this Ukraine war. He's got to have this Ukraine war. And remember one of the things they said there, you had Zelensky and Putin at the table saying, we don't want a war. We don't want it. And who stopped it? They want peace. Who, who, who stopped the peace? Not who stopped the war. Who stopped the peace? The United States of America, the Biden administration would not allow the peace talks to continue because they, there were certain stipulations that Vladimir Putin had to have. They said, no, we're not going to talk about Ukraine and NATO. They just, they just wouldn't even allow them to talk. Neither one of them, well, neither one of them wanted to go to war. Both of them are horrible people. I'm just telling you, they didn't want, it doesn't matter about those two horrible men. And the third horrible man, which is our president. Those people don't matter. It's the 50,000 civilians that have died in Ukraine that matter. 50,000 women, children, and elderly that are dead in Ukraine. Voldemar Zelensky's in London, at least yesterday, He's flying around London. You think this is a real war? If there's a real war, 
and you have tactical superiority, air tactical superiority. How's, how does how does Voldemar Zelensky fly in and out of Ukraine to the United States to London, and of course his his, his various uh, transmissions that he does throughout the globe, going to the to the Cannes Film Festival, the Grammys, and all these other things where Sean Penn's at. How, how, do, how do all these celebrities just fly right in to, to Kiev all the time? Because it's not a real war. This is specific. There's, yes, people are dying. For the what, what, what Steve Bannon calls the worldwide Lao Beijing, which is you and me. The people, the people who are not the bourgeois leftist elites. There's so few of them. We never need to listen to these bourgeois leftist elites. We don't have to listen. There's very few of them. But we've been fooled. Have you ever watched? You ever watched how the Third Reich took power? Do you realize that Adolf Hitler never received more than thirty-seven percent of the vote, ever? Yet he somehow he rose to power using the exact same tactics that the COVID totalitarians used. By the way, so let's move on with this. Uh, Chuck Cholesterol tweet: Breaking report: Bombshell accusations emerge from Israeli Prime Minister, former Israeli Prime Minister Neftali Bennett claims Western leaders blocked Ukraine and Russia peace deal, a deal he negotiated at Zelensky's request in March, March of last year, apparently March before the conflict began, apparently because the West wanted to continue to strike. So I guess it was the March after the start, which just started basically a year ago today. So basically two, three months into it, it was over. Or at least there would have been a ceasefire. And the Biden administration said no. But I thought they cared so much about all the people that were dying over there. I thought they cared so much about it. Again, what this is about is, again, there's many tributaries to the river. And it's all sort of complex, but simplistically complex. Because it's about covering in in, in one tributary to that complex river. It's about covering for the crimes of Democrats and Republicans inside of Ukraine. If you look at the bio, the bio labs, and just as an example, the bio labs inside of Ukraine are tied to companies that are tied to Hunter Biden. And then those bio labs actually sent finances to, sent money to where? So you have these bio labs that Hunter Biden has invested in who are financially supporting who? Peter Adasak and the EcoHealth Alliance sending millions to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So you have bioweapons labs inside of Ukraine funding Hunter Biden, who is then, those bioweapons labs are also funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's all fact, by the way. Please pull it up. Please pull it up. It's absolutely true. See how it's all tied together. I don't have time to tie it all together. You know, I couldn't even tie it all together. I'd have to draw it out on a whiteboard. But it's all about leveraging you into a one-world commerce system. They're closing down people's ability to have fuel in Europe. That's on, that's on purpose so that they come in with their solution. Cause the problem. A worldwide wheat shortage, a worldwide food shortage, because Ukraine is the Kansas of Europe, not just Eastern Europe, of Europe. A large portion of bread products come from the Ukraine. Then you have... Mark Rutt of the Netherlands confiscating 40% of his farmland. Netherlands, the Netherlands is the number two agricultural producer on the planet, second only to the United States. So you have these people cordoning off 
food, cordoning off fuels. Because if you control the product that the consumer wants, you control the consumer. And then they sweep in with their solution, which will be a one world commerce system with a singular access point. You can have anything you want as long as you come through our narrow gate. You're going to have to put a mark on your right hand or your forehead or right now a QR code on your phone that could go off at any time because we want it to go off. We're going to say you're COVID positive. We're going to say that you used banned speech and suddenly you will not be able to access products, singular access point. That's the point of it all. It's all outlined in the book of Revelation 13 and 14. That's the point of all the Ukraine The Ukraine war is all about leveraging people into one world commerce system by cutting off food and fuel. That's the point of it all. Does everybody that's involved with it know that? No, but the big players do know it, especially those that live in Davos, especially those who are the prime minister of Canada and the governor of California and maybe the president of the United States, but certainly Barack Obama, Susan Rice, Ron Klain, and many others. All right, so where am I? Okay, got that one. Go to the next one for me, Will. All right, our country, a DC Drano tweet. Our country has gone way off track when you see more Ukraine flag pins. That's that same pic that I showed you. Joni Ertz, which one is she, by the way, Aaron? Top left, Top left okay. So Joni Ertz is Republican senator. Joni Ertz is left. And, of course, you got Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, and I still don't know who the lady is in the, in, in the blue on the right hand. It's they all, they're all wearing blue. All, so it's hard to say, the one in blue, because they're all in blue. Let's go to the next one, Will. Jordan Schachtel tweet, Ukraine appears to be losing soldiers at a 10 to 1 clip. And then you're going to hear Democrats, we're on the verge, even as it comes out, we're on the verge of winning. No, they're not. It's all lies. Everything that you hear when it comes to the one world commerce, leveraging you into a one world commerce system, it's all lies. They're, they create, if you, it's, again, it's, it's the dog example. Occasionally, a dog kills a person. But you don't treat all dogs like they kill people. Because hardly any of them do. Then you have viruses. Do they kill people? On occasion, a virus will kill people. But what the left does, the globalist left that wants to leverage you into that one world commerce system, is they come and they say to you, all viruses will kill you. We have a 99.9% survival virus, COVID-19. 0.1% post-infection death rate, 99.997% survival for anybody 0 to 19, 19 to 50, 99.98% post-infection survival. But that they say, this can kill you. Well, yeah, it can kill you, but you don't need to change your life because of that 0.1% threat. But that's what they do. They leverage a very small percentage into being a huge existential threat to your life. Same thing with climate. Does climate, remember there's 8 billion people on this planet. Hurricane Ian just blew through here. The building that I'm sitting in right here, right, sitting in right now has $4 million worth of damage around me right now. And it killed people. Not many, but it killed people. So climate occasionally kills people. A climate change occasionally kills people and they take that very small percentage and they blow it up through propaganda into a huge percentage and then offer their solution to a problem that doesn't exist and their solution is always subjugating you subjecting you submitting you and controlling you that's the point of it all out of a using a problem that doesn't exist so everything they say is a lie ukraine is winning if we just send them 31 abrams tanks 31 abrams tanks 
which which logistically can't even be controlled. Do you know how long it takes to train one of our soldiers to drive the most technologically advanced tank on the planet? Two years, and they're going to send 31. Who's going to drive them? Uh, would it be Americans? Who's going to fuel them? Where's the logistical support? And now you have uh, Germans sending in their panzers. Who's going to drive those? They're, they're almost as technologically advanced as the Abrams. Who's going to drive them? Who's going to, drive, who's going to fly the F-16 jets? That takes five years. Who's going to fly them? It's not, a, not one thing they ever say makes any sense. If you actually break it down, Joe Biden in the State of the Union. Well, we just want to say that we're with you to the father whose son died of, of fentanyl. Well, you caused it. Why are you sorry? It makes no sense. Why are you apologizing for a problem you yourself caused? And you're not apologizing for causing the problem. You're just apologizing for the outcome of the problem that you caused. They're all liars. Ukraine's on the verge of winning. No, they're not. They're losing, they're losing soldiers. It's the same crap they pulled with Vietnam. And I don't think we ever belonged in Vietnam. I don't think you ever belonged in, in Korea. I'm just saying the same crap they pulled in Vietnam. What happened with the Tet Offensive in Vietnam that turned the war around? in the favor of the North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong. What, what happened? They had the, the grand Tet Offensive, right? Mainly surrounding the Mekong River Delta. They had, that, they had the great Tet Offensive. The Viet Cong got obliterated by the American army. It was like 40 to one kill rate in the, the grand Tet Offensive. Their bodies were everywhere, but it was put out by the globalist left. Look. America is losing. And then all the liberals who shouldn't have been there anyway, if you're going to win, the point of warfare is to blow things up and kill people. Not, not to be careful about this and be careful about that. That's why we end up in Afghanistan for 20 years because we won't send a side a missile or a, or a, what would be the right, what would blow up a mosque, Will? What kind of armament? A mortar? Mortar round into a you know, mosque because that would be uh, politically incorrect. That's why we end up in wars for 20 years. But it's all lies. That's the point. So they're losing soldiers at a clip of 10 to 1 in comparison to Russia. And for every one Russian soldier that dies, 10 Ukrainian soldiers die. Unsustainable and tragic. Zelensky and his handlers are using them as cannon fire to pursue a failing war of attrition. A war that never needed to happen. A war that would have been over. But Joe Biden, did. that was already worked out by the former prime minister of Israel. Peace deal was already done. And Biden said no. And then blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Here's the UN. Here's the Ukrainian stats. The UN, I, I put this out a couple weeks ago. The UN has spent twice as much as the European Union, the entire European Union. The United States has spent twice as much in Ukraine as the entire European Union. And we've spent more than Russia in Ukraine. Here's some interesting facts right here. Canico tweet. Let's go to the first one. There you go, number nine. Hunter was not only involved in Ukrainian biolabs. In fact, his actual boss at Burisma Holdings, the Ukrainian oligarch oligarch Ihor Kolomoysky, was also the boss of Volodymyr Zelensky. I mean, I I know there's too many rivers to go down here. We can't, I'd have to spend 10 hours on. Maybe I'll do a 10-hour Ukrainian special. I don't know. There's so many rivers to go down here. So you have Hunter's actual boss at Burisma Holdings was a Ukrainian oligarch, Kolomoysky, who, by the way, was also Volodymyr Zelensky's boss. And then you have have Volodymyr Zelensky who arrests the owner of the bank that was financing 
Hunter Biden. Strange how that all happened. Now he can't talk anymore, right? Let's go this one, Will. Can a COVID video? Zelensky achieved. Play it for me. Ukrainian actor Volodymyr Zelensky has achieved fame portraying a president in this TV show, which is broadcast on a channel owned by a man backing his real-life presidential campaign. Billionaire Ihor Kolomoisky has provided security, lawyers and vehicles for Zelensky. His bodyguard accompanied Zelensky on the campaign trail. The car Zelensky uses belongs to a company owned by one of Kolomoisky's companies. And Kolomoisky's lawyer is now working for Zelensky's campaign. When the results of the first round of the election became clear on March 31st, President Petro Poroshenko did not mince his words. Kolomoisky, filmed here in Switzerland in 2018, is an arch foe of Poroshenko and one of the richest men in Ukraine, with holdings in the metal, petroleum and media sectors. He set up Privatbank in the 1990s, which quickly grew to be one of the biggest financial institutions in Ukraine. But in 2016, Poroshenko's government seized control of Privatbank, claiming that billions of dollars were embezzled from it. Kolomoisky denies any wrongdoing and is fighting in court to get Privatbank back. RFERL recorded an off-camera interview with Zelensky about the issue. Kolomoisky has himself briefly held public office, becoming governor of his native Dnipropetrovsk region in 2014. It was shortly after mass protests toppled Ukraine's Kremlin-friendly president, Viktor Yanukovych. Within months, Kolomoisky was helping to finance volunteer units to fight against Russia-backed separatists who had seized control in nearby regions of eastern Ukraine. He was credited with helping to prevent them from advancing into his region, but critics suggested he was also building a private army. On March 19, 2015, armed men occupied the offices of a state-owned oil company in Kiev. Kolomoisky was involved in a struggle for influence at the company called Ukrtransnafta. When he emerged from the building, an RFERL journalist asked what he was doing there. Days later, President Poroshenko dismissed him as governor after Kolomoisky offered to step down. Kolomoisky continued his business activities, later moving to Switzerland. Zelensky travelled to Geneva in February 2018 to attend Kolomoisky's birthday party. In April 2019, RFERL asked Kolomoisky about his ties with Zelensky.
Позвольте, чем Зеленским, он у меня был на дне рождения в прошлом году в Женеве. Это последний раз, когда вы особисто бачились? Да, я думаю, да. Надо mm. так, это самое, но, по-моему, mm -hmm. да. Okay. Ну, если где-то, где может, я так, так, я уже не буду, я уже начинаю, вы когда так задаете вопросы, как следователь, так я начинаю юрзать. Но, может, где-то и пересекся, еще, черт его знает. But by checking flight records, RFERL discovered that after that birthday party, Zelensky flew to Geneva another 10 times. Furthermore, after Kolomoisky moved to Israel, Zelensky flew to Tel Aviv three times between October and December 2018. It's not clear if the two men met on these occasions. They both insist their relationship is professional and based on Zelensky's TV work. The aspiring politician says it's not political. So now, Pravat Bank uh, from Kol uh, what's his name again? I always forget his name. Uh, I wrote it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Kolomoisky. It's hard to remember those names because it's not as it's not the same culture as America. Kolomoisky has now been arrested by Zelensky from Pravat Bank, who funded Hunter Biden. All this entire Ukraine war. It's not just about, I shouldn't say this entire Ukraine war because there's many, many benefits to the globalist left with the Ukraine. That's all that it's about is benefiting the globalist left. One of those benefits to one of those members of the globalist left is to cover up all of the crimes of the Biden family. While covering those crimes, though, there's a price to the United States of America, which we are being extorted for billions of dollars. Now, Zelensky didn't even want to get into this war, but he was forced into this war, war, war by Joe Biden. So he's, gonna, he's going, you know what? You forced me into this war because you want me to cover your offenses. And he's doing his part. He's being sent billions, arresting the financier of one of Hunter Biden's financiers is now in prison. The owner of Pravod Bank, who's sending the hundreds of thousands of dollars to Hunter Biden is now arrested at the command of Joe Biden through billions of dollars being sent there in military aid. All right, let's go to this next one. Can a code tweet? In 2020, the DOJ accused Kolomoisky of laundering $4 billion from his private bank into American properties, meaning Joe Biden sent Ukraine $100 billion with Skolinsky, Kolomoisky, and his son all tied to money laundering and offshore banking in Ukraine. Go to the next one for me, Will. In a, a, 12, a 2012 study of Burisma Holdings, that's who, remember, Joe Biden, we've seen, everybody's seen the video, Joe Biden over in Ukraine saying, you know what, if you, if you don't fire the prosecutor looking into Burisma, if you don't fire him, I'm not going to give you the billion dollars in financial aid. In 2022, study, uh, uh, a, tw a 2012 study of Burisma Holdings at Antac, a nonprofit funded by George Soros, it's all tied together, don't have time to get into the Soros angle. There is an immense Soros angle in Ukraine. That all has to be covered up. That's why, you know what? They don't care that they kill tens of thousands of civilians and children to do it because if they can't abort you and everything benefits another tentacle, another tributary into the one world globalist scheme is to lower the earth's population. So a war is beneficial for that too. Causing mass starvation through Ukraine not producing wheat kills plenty of people. Not producing oil kills plenty of people. It all works for them. It never, it, there's not one thing that's not beneficial for them. 
Climate change kills people. Benefic- benef- their climate change agenda kills people through mass starvation. Benefits them because they want to lower the Earth's population. George Soros and the State Department found that the owner of Burisma Holdings was Kolomoisky. Of course. Kolomoisky funding through Pravat Bank to Hunter Biden. Kolomoisky's owner, he actually is an owner or, or the owner of Burisma Holdings. And now he has to be silenced. Don't be surprised within the next couple months, the, the best person to listen to on this is Dan Bongino, that Bongino reports that Kolomoisky it was found dead of suicide with a double tap to the back of his head. Watch. I hope not. Don't want anybody to die, but that's the way it is. All right, DC Drano tweet. Remember when Pentagon confirmed the U.S. partnered with 46 Ukrainian bioweapons labs? Why were they partnering with them? They said to get rid of former Soviet Union weapons. The Soviet Union has not existed since like 1991. So the Biden administration says that the U.S. was partnering with Ukraine bioweapons labs, which are tied to Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance, tied to Hunter Biden, who is part owner of these bioweapons labs that were sending money to Peter, uh, Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance, who sent $100 million to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Tell me this is all tied together. Yes, dead people. Global control. That's what it's all about. That's where all the money's going. Killing people and controlling you. Remember when, Pentagon, when the Pentagon confirmed the U.S. partnered with 46 Ukrainian bioweapons labs and Hunter Biden secured millions for one of the labs, Metabiota. Metabiota themselves sent millions of dollars to Peter Daszak, who sent those millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Facts. Facts. It's a global scheme controlled by the Soroses of the world, the Klaus Schwab's of the world, and a myriad of others. Well, well now we have... 224, a 224 2022 letter from Zelensky ordering the destruction of all government files for Metabiota. That's why there's a war. That's why Biden said no peace talks. No, 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 no. We got Metabiota files over there that need to be burned. I got to cut it off here. I got, that's half, that's not even half of what I wanted to get into with the Ukraine. You know what? I got to show you something. Will, I'm putting you, you're, I'm putting you on the spot now. I got to show you something before we go. Because this is one of the best things. Go to Matt Walsh, the Matt Walsh video today I testified. I got to show you, and then uh, skip the next one after that and go to Cap. I'm going to show you, I want to show you these two videos from Matt Walsh. You probably saw them already, but I've got to show them to you just in case you didn't see it. As a matter of fact, we'll show all three real quick. I'm sorry, Will, I screwed you up. We're going to go Matt Walsh, Kevin Dalton, Cat Canada. That was the order they were in anyway. So the regional order. All right, you ready? I have to show you. This is this uh, this is coming right after my Ukraine section. I was going into my perv section, pervert section, where they're lopping off penises and breasts and all the other organs of 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 teen of teenagers in America. So here's Matt Walsh testifying in front of the Tennessee House of Representatives in front of a bunch of Democrats. Play it for me, Will. Can you give us a summary of your educational background or your healthcare education experience, Mr. Walsh? You recognized. My experience in healthcare, your educational background. I'm just curious. You 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 yeah. testified as to a lot of your own research. So I'm curious for what purpose you do that and what background you have to qualify you to speak to that. Well, my Mr. background Walsh. that qualifies me to speak to this is that I'm a human being with a brain, and common sense, and I have a soul, and so therefore I think it's a really bad idea to chemically castrate children. That is my experience. 
Um, also, I, I did, now it's true, I didn't, I didn't go to college, but I did go to school long enough to learn how to read so I can read the data for myself, and that's exactly what I've done. Uh, Representative Clements, here I And for what purpose do you um, conduct your research and use this brain of yours? Mr. Walsh, you're recognized. I use it for the purpose of trying to protect children from being castrated and mutilated. That's one of the things I try to do. You don't use it Clements. to... Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You don't use it to get clicks on your publication? Well, are you using it right now to try to get clicks with this interaction? On, no. I, 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 I really like the Mr. idea Walsh. of getting, uh, of, of drawing attention to the fact that this is happening to children. I know you seem to find it very amusing. I don't. So I guess you have to be a medical expert to say, you know what, I don't think you should cut a kid's balls off. You know, a 13-year-old boy who says, you know what, I want my balls cut off because I identify as a woman. He, not, he ought not to be able to make that decision as a juvenile. Anybody under the age of 18 is a juvenile. Do you hear me talk like that's law enforcement lingo, juvenile? That's what Matt Walsh is saying. A 14-year-old girl ought to not go get a hysterectomy when she's 14 because she feels like a guy. And he says, you know what, it doesn't really require any sort of medical expertise to understand that a 14-year-old shouldn't decide to lop off their balls, lop off their penis, lop off their, lop off their breasts, and get a hysterectomy and, and yank out their ovaries and uterus because today they feel like a man when you know what, you know what? 13-year-olds have a propensity to change. You don't need a medical degree to understand that. And I will just say this to the globalist church, to the evangelicals around the world, you must speak to this from your pulpits. There is one, there are two sexes. There's only one way to look at things. There are two sexes, male and female, and you do not recognize a man dressing up as a woman as a woman. You don't do it. This is what it, this is what it leads into. We are nothing more, and we, I, put up the, I put up the graphic a couple times of how many juvenile transgender surgery centers we used to have in America, which I believe was one or two 25 years ago, and now we've got over 150. Close to 200, it looked like, on the map. Again, because this is still part of that agenda to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. Like, how does that work? Very simply, if you don't recognize it, you don't get access. The one-world commerce system with a singular access point. You won't get access. You'll be arrested for hate speech. And then the only way to get out of custody is to go ahead and join the singular access point. Join the method of singular access. You know, well, you know what? You've been arrested because you called a man dressing up as a woman a man. You're arrested. There's only one way out of jail. You must sign right here so that you can get your common pass and pledge that you will no longer do that. It's the point of it all. You, you really think that Joe Biden, really when Joe Biden is sitting across from that TikToker, the guy who dresses up like a woman all the time, do you think Joe Biden is sitting there going, yeah, this is, this is one good-looking woman? No, he's sitting there hoping that he, she was a seven-year-old girl that he could actually stick his nose. He didn't want to stick his nose in his hair. He was waiting for some con congressional, uh, recently elected con uh, congressman or woman to bring their family up for him to take pictures of so that he can grow up their children. That's what he wants. He's not sitting there thinking, well, man, that, that, that person's just a pioneer. So let's look at some glastic stupidity right here. Kevin Dalton video. Here's AOC, and this was she was she was testifying, so to speak, speaking at the Twitter hearings, which I didn't have time to get into tonight, 
about this conspiracy theory uh, that Libs of TikTok proffered, Libs, Libs of TikTok, which was telling the exact truth, Libs, Libs of TikTok saying that Boston Children's Hospital was in fact having uh, conducting hysterectomies on underage girls. That's what Libs of TikTok reported because that's absolute fact. But let's let AOC humiliate herself first. Play for me. Ms. Navaroli, are you familiar with the account Libs of TikTok? I have heard of it from the news, yes. Um, Mr. Roth, are you familiar with this account? Yes, ma'am, I am. Are you aware from, that from August 11th to August 16th, that account posted false information about Boston Children's Hospital, claiming that they were providing hysterectomies to children? Gender-affirming hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender-affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the ovaries, but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophorectomy. And not every gender-affirming hysterectomy includes that, and people who are getting gender-affirming hysterectomies do not have to have their ovaries removed. Go. Move back to me. So there you go. You have AOC bold face lying at a congressional hearing. She's not under oath, but she's bold face lying. She says, you know, you have liars who lie about lying, and you have liars who lie about the truth. She's lying about the truth here. She falsely asserts. So so she's bearing false witness against Libs of TikTok saying, Libs of TikTok says that Boston Children's Hospital is conducting hysterectomies on juvenile women, ju- juvenile girls. And she says, they were lying. They put out a false report. And then you have Boston Children's Hospital right after that video stating that they are, in fact, performing hysterectomies on underage girls. But nobody hold her to the account, be- hold her to account because in order to have a tyrannical government, you must have a Goebbels. And we have the Goebbels. They're called NBC. ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Chicago Tribune, and Los Angeles Times, and on and on and on we go. So let me show you this one. Cat Canada video. Here's Matt Walsh. Now, this is how you fight. This is how, put it right back in their face, just like he did in the first video, when he said to the guy, when the guy says, you're just doing this for, for clickbait, and then he puts it back, aren't, no, are you, are you trying to get clicks off of this? Put it right back in their face. It, listen, respect, no more respect. Civility, yes. Respect, no. Here's Matt Walsh. Play for me. Just curious of your definition of, of if you feel like people are adults at 16 should. Well, people uh, are adults geez. at 18, uh, but actually your, your brain is not fully developed until you're 25. So we should be having a conversation about whether we should even be doing these surgeries to people at 18. But certainly before 18, it's, it's absurd. I mean, do you, do, you, do you think that a 16-year-old can meaningfully consent to having their body parts removed? Do, do you? No? We do not. Yeah, we ask the questions. It's not. It's, uh, okay. Representative Hammer, you're recognized. So their answer to the question is, we ask the questions. Matt Walsh simply asked this group of Democratic idiots, do you think a 16-year-old do you think a 16-year-old can can legally say can can legally permit can legally make the decision to lop off their own body parts? 
Should a 16-year-old be permitted to make that decision? Ask them, point blank. Uh, Congressman, senator, whoever you are, do you think that a 16-year-old, put it in the, listen, like I said, all respect gone. Civility, yes, respect gone. There's no need to show these people great respect. They are baby-butchering demonic monsters who support a Democratic Party platform that is fine with 12-year-old girls getting hysterectomies because they feel like a guy. And 12-year-old boys getting their penises lopped off because they feel like a girl. Because if you also to have a tyrannical government, you also need a Mengele. You got to have a Goebbels and you got to have a Mengele. So there's our Mengele is Boston Children's Hospital and 150 other locations that perform the same surgeries. So you ask the demonic globalist left to their face, get them on the record. Do you think that it is permissible for a 16-year-old child to make the decision to lop off their own body parts? Do you think that that is okay for a 16-year-old to make that decision? Put it right back in their face. That's what you do. Love you all back here. 55 Minutes of Fury, Saturday night, 1030. Do not miss it. God bless you. So what is the will of God? Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. That's a qualified verse, though. Christians use that to say that the will of God is unfolding in their life. If your business stinks, it's not the will of God. If your family stinks, that's not the will of God. He is not working for your good. He's not not using your compromise and your rejection of the word of God for your good. Because Romans 8, 28 is qualified with 27 and nobody reads 27. Why is that? Because it puts, it puts the responsibility on the believer. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. He is working for your good. In that, he's listening to how you pray. Romans 8, 26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. That's the good that he's doing. He's honed in solely on the voice of the Spirit. Are you praying the Holy Ghost? That's the good he's listening to. Not your compromise, not your sin, not your worry, not your fear. Not your bad attitude and working for your good. The only good he's working is what the Holy Spirit is telling him to do. It's only good. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. 